Sportscast Prime. All right, guys, we're back after a several-year wait, it seems. Welcome mm-hmm. to Sportscast Prime. Uh, we're getting kind of back into the groove here. Mm. Uh, this is Mike. John. Nick. It has been a while, huh? It's been... I, yeah, I don't even know. It's been a while. It's been a few weeks. It's been a, been a rough month. But in the interim there, the NFL season ended. We are recording this Saturday, just hours before game time of the beginning of my favorite holiday, sports holiday of the year, wild card weekend in the NFL. Yes. Uh, we're going to get to that soon, but... In deference to the end of the regular season and all the teams that may not have made into the tournaments, uh, let's talk awards. Um, This is my favorite, and I think it's a lot of our favorite um, part of the end of regular seasons as we get to discuss the awards, because that's always fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you guys want to start with uh, MVP? Yeah. Oh, or do we out. just want to skip it? <laughs> you can make the case. You want to start out? Big. Yeah. Let's let let's let's start with making the case for somebody besides Peyton Manning for MVP. You can okay. we do it? You can make the case for Russell Wilson. I mean, you could say that his stats are not going to compare to anybody else because I think he barely threw for like three thousand yards or whatnot. But like the intangibles he brought to that team, he brings that leadership and that poise that you know you kind of want in a franchise quarter mm. quarterback, and you know. That's arguably the best team of the year right there. Like yeah. uh, Besides the Broncos, like you can make an argument who's the better team, but that's arguably the most complete team. And, you know, he was the driver to it, and you yeah. can make the case yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, I I would see that. My the way, I, the way I look at that, though, is that I feel like he's more replaceable than I would like in an MVP. Everything you said about him is true, and he's one of my favorite players, like because of all that. Mm-hmm. But you think of why the Seahawks are good, and it's 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 probably a lot more because of their amazing defense, defense. Um, than because of him. And that's why I said you can make the case against him too, where it's yeah. like against teams with like good defenses, he's he struggled. Like week that's one true. against Carolina, yeah. the week sixteen against like. The, uh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals, yeah. and even yeah. that Monday night game against St. Louis. St. Louis got an underrated defense who sacked defense, and he didn't look particularly well yeah. against them either. So, like, that might actually be uh, something really important going into yeah. the playoffs when you're facing all good teams is, is it is it that their defense carried them through every game and Russell Wilson kind of lit it up against the mediocre to bad teams? Mm-hmm. And then also carried them through games where he was shut down against good teams? Or, you know, can he kind of turn it on and be that guy that he's been all year? So against bad teams, he's like a good quarterback. And then against good teams, he's just a game he hasn't. Manager. He hasn't had a great, yeah, he hasn't really had a great game against the, against the quality defense. Yeah. Okay. But, you, you know what, I mean, it's, he's, I love the guy. I mean, oh. he's, I'm sure everyone loves the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's as barely taller than me. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird, because... Now to get off topic, it's like it's weird how both those West teams are well at the same thing too. Because you could kind of say Kaepernick's kind of like the poor man's Russell Wilson too in that aspect though too. But that's another yeah. They I, th- I feel like they have a, they have a little bit to figure out. But yeah, that's an interesting comparison. 
Um, let's see. Let's see. John John made a suggestion. Um, I'll say if we're going not Peyton Manning, I'll say LaShawn McCoy, who had a sick season. I second um, that. Yeah, just ridiculous uh, centerpiece of that offense. Huge reason I think why why Nick Foles was able to be so so good. Um, you know, I, obviously that was. LaShawn McCoy being there was one of the things that was surely attractive to Chip Kelly. And they ran the ball like they never ran the ball under Andy Reid this year. And he was, you know, basically the best running back in the league. I mean, with respect to Adrian Peterson, but, you know, he's going on a year, going on a, going on a year by year basis. I mean, LaShawn McCoy was basically the best running back. So he'd be an interesting, uh, interesting candidate. And it's funny though, because, uh, they were, everybody expected that to be a throwing offense when Chip Kelly came in and, uh, came when he changed it a bit, so mm-hmm. I kind of give him credit for that. Well, no one expected <clears throat> to know what the hell it was going to be, because mm-hmm. he ran two different things. In New Hampshire, he ran an all-pass <clears throat> offense, and then mm-hmm. Oregon, he ran like a majority run mm-hmm. offense, so no yeah. one knew what the hell like they expected that offense. You think What's-His-Face might get a couple MVP votes, though, too? Um, just to throw out there, I know it's not going to happen, but just playing Nick Foles. Nick Foles? Well, just based a, on his, uh, he, he, he his, might get a couple on account of like, so here's the thing. When you have a team that mid season undergoes a change and the change is based on one player and their performance improves in a very notable way, which yeah, is yeah. what happened with the, with the, with Philly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's like always going to be like a sexy. Yeah. Pick. Now the thing is, I think I forgot his I, numbers. He only I, got two interceptions. The reason I don't, like yeah, yeah, two and twenty-five, six, 20, seven, <laughs> yeah. and it right. seemed like the offense clicked under him more yeah. so than yeah. Michael Vick. So yeah. he he might, but the reason why I don't think he will is not because of like the normal reason. Yeah. It's really just because this year Peyton Manning's going to get a yeah. vote, and mm-hmm. I think that's the only reason. I think in like a normal year where it was kind of like a a really tough choice for MVP, mm-hmm. you'd have, you know, yeah, he yeah. might he might see a few votes. Um, well, and plus, he didn't have a full the full season. Either, yeah, so. which matters. Yeah, which matters. It really does matter. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can only have so much value in, in nine games. <clears> yeah, you're absolutely game. right. Because if I was that, I would. I don't know. I would say what the hell not. Like if it was a weird year, and even give Aaron Rodgers some votes because you could see how well, like when he got hurt, how that team was yeah. mediocre and like it proved but, the, but, 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 but then again, I mean, why don't we just pretend every good player yeah, was injured? Because yeah. obviously, yeah. you know. We know Aaron Rodgers is valuable. We know all these people are, are, are good. Um, how about this? I, I this is interesting, and again, you know, wouldn't necessarily get my vote, but I think I think he has a, a case. Andrew Luck. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we were we were talking the other day about the Colts, and we were like, "How are they eleven and five? We were yeah. like, "How did they whoop up on Seattle, San Francisco, and Denver this year? How did they do that? You know." Like, their team isn't, like, supremely talented. You know, they obviously, luck is good. Yeah. But, you know, th- th- they were missing Reggie Wayne for a while. They got some young receivers, you know, T.Y. and everyone. Oh, their damn. running game is abysmal. And their, you know, their defense, I guess, is good, but it's not particularly noteworthy. It's like, so how did they do that? And I feel like, I guess the answer to how this Indianapolis team can somehow, like, play better than they are that's that's fo- that's the football <clears throat> that's the football axiom of just coaching quarterback, yeah. you know. And they have a good coach and a good quarterback. They were eleven and five last year too, right? Yeah. Or it, it's weird because yeah. I, uh, 
Football Outsiders, which is really good, Kyle, they use stats and they use that to crunch it down. They said with the way that they played, the points given up and points thing, yeah. they played more like an eight and eight team last yeah. year than eleven and five team. And this year they're like, and they oh, predicted them to dude, regress. So yeah, basically yeah. be an eight and eight team or seven and nine team this year. Like they're going to regress. They they, mm-hmm. they they just got lucky last year, yeah. and that's basically what's happening. And it turns I, out they kind of got. I mean, it wasn't quite as like, bad, I guess, or whatever, yeah. this year. Like, they had a good point differential this year, or a decent one, but decent not, one. I think not an 11-5 and five one, no. but they went 11. So, apparently, they were lucky again. <laughs> Maybe a lot of that. Well, oh, they've uh, done it under two different coaches now, if you think about true. it now, so yeah, I so, think it's somewhat wow. legit. Everything we're saying here is pointing to Andrew Luck being yeah. the, <laughs> well, I being read, the main reason for why they're so good. Because I read the football but, outsiders, and they're like, yeah. We don't know. Basically, Aaron Schatz is like, I don't know what the hell's going on because I did their things this year, and this is a nine and seventeen that, that like won yeah. two games. Like, like I, he's like, it probably because he's like, I don't really believe in momentum, and I don't really believe in little things like that. But I don't know how the hell to explain this, like back to back, like, like years like that. Maybe like, he's really years. that good. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Only thing I would say against it is that they do have some. Games that they lost that they probably should have won. I you're think right. You're I right. think the record probably should. Oh, have and they got blown out in some, some games too. So, St. Louis and everything. So like they, they probably very, should have a better record. They're than a very they have, frustrating actually. team. Yeah. Um, but I think, and maybe we get into this later, but I think they're one of the most sneaky teams in the playoffs. Out of I can say it's n- crazy enough to say they're probably two years outside. Well, being, like, I being a contender, maybe. I told well, being an elite, being like elite, elite could, like yeah. I mean, they're already contender. They're yeah, they're already contender, but like an elite like yeah. team. Because so I told Mike this a couple of days ago, like I, Luck is like the first quarterback since like late two thousands Brady or mid two thousand Brady. That's like oh crap, that really scares me. Or even regular season Peyton Manning, that like that, like a traditional. Or, or no, like a quarterback that like the team's not talented, but like just that quarterback, like if your team's up three or and it's like a minute to go and that quarterback's on the field, you gave them the ball and it's yeah. on like their ten yard line, that's a guy's like oh, I don't wanna yeah. like he's yeah. he's doing a lot of good yeah. uh, a lot of comebacks in the fourth quarter. You think he's like very highly rated about that too. Yeah. So I can understand uh, that aspect of it. He's very dangerous when it comes to things. So like I, yeah, I think that's I and think that's an interesting one. You said something too with me off camera. Like if you look at Andrew Luck's stats, they're not that good. And that's the thing; they really are not good. They're I mean, but he like barely he doesn't even like in an era where a ninety or a hundred QB rating is so easy to come by now yeah. compared to the way it used to be. He doesn't even have a 90 QB rating. I call it like the Madden yeah. era. This is what it is. It's like yeah, you're putting yeah. Up and also they changed the offense when uh when uh. Wayne went down. They had yeah. to change the schemes of things because they had to spread well, out more. And it got better, yeah. though, too, with Donald Brown. Said yeah, Donald something Brown too. has been one of his go-to guys, I think, and he's come through. Well, when he goes with uh, Richardson, who's such a bust, they went to another first-round scene, bust Donald Brown. He's actually better in that offense than yeah, Richardson. Been, yeah. Like, Richardson might get cut after this year. Yeah, that was a <laughs> disaster. But, I mean, so, all right, here's the thing. If, if, it weren't for, yeah. if it weren't for if it weren't for Andrew Luck's... Sort of abysmal numbers, I would actually give very strong consideration to actually, like, let's say I had a vote, actually voting for him over Peyton. Um, but as it is, I mean, how can you say no to the most touchdowns, the most yards ever? And in only 15 and a half games. Yeah. <laughs> Do we did, want to get into that controversy? Did his record stand? I don't know. Because I, I heard they were uh, 
reviewing a play. They were. Because well, Dan well, actually yeah, posted a message yeah, he on, did, uh, he did. Thank on you, our Dan. page. Thank you, Dan, for uh, driving discussion. Yes. Um, so basically the situation was they in the first half, he Peyton Manning of the last game against the Raiders, Raiders, Peyton Manning completed kind of a wide receiver sort of screen sort of pass to Eric Decker for seven yards. Now he, at that, at the end of the half, he had eclipsed Drew Brees' yardage record by one, 54-77 to 54-76. Now, after the fact, and this is kind of weird, then he didn't play the second half Half. because there was no reason for him to, and he already had the record and Mm. whatever. There's just nothing, no reason. Um, So afterwards, they're, they're now, or they were, reviewing it because apparently that play, and it's apparently it's not even really arguable, it's not even close, that play was a lateral. Like, he threw it, like, uh-huh. it went, it traveled backwards a yard, yeah. which means it's not a pass, pass play, which means that he got seven yards on that play, which means he it's should have 54-70 instead of 54-77, yeah. thus taking the record away from him. So I think the only question for the NFL or for Elias is, do we do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's not a question of, it, it's already been determined, been determined it was a lateral, yeah, yeah. but do we do it? <clears throat> is it... <coughs> Excuse me. Is so, it fair? Yeah. Oh, well, the, well, the thing is, it's like me and Dan had discussed this, like off, you know, at work, uh, and we were talking to like, do you have to go to every other quarterback that's made a record yeah. and see if they've made a lateral or done something else that takes that can impede on whatever record they may have? I mean, or do you want to take away Michael Strahan's sack record? Because let's be honest, when Brett Favre laid down for him when he, did that, when he got that yeah. record. So, it's like, yeah, so like. Do you want to just... You know what? Just, I, I got to say something about Michael Strahan. Okay. Brett Favre laid down him. Brett Favre ain't got no chance against Michael Strahan yeah. whether he lays down yeah. him. Uh, yeah, that's I, th- I think, now, what you could question is, did they run that naked bootleg on purpose? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's possible. But, either way, yeah. See, that's the thing. Do you go back to Drew Brees and, and review see, every single play in 2011 or whenever he set that record? Yeah. Because I thought you were going to go the other route with that, with the whole controversy where, where <clears> like, Bill Simmons wrote an interesting piece where the game last week where Peyton Manning was kind of padding his stats to get this record and he goes, if this was, he goes, if this was Tom Brady like it was in 2007, oh, people yeah. like, oh, well, what a dick move, you know, they're past, that's, that's not the way you play football. It goes, Peyton Manning does it, you win Sportsman of the Year. So like, yeah. what they like. I mean, to a certain extent, oh, well. there's a lot of yeah. stats. When the big years yeah. happen, I remember being pissed off that Tiki Barber didn't win MVP in 2006, I think. Because he literally, he, he, hit every check mark of being an MVP that year. He was the main guy, the only guy, like, at the, Eli Manning was the second, third-year player. Third year player. Um, you know, not a guy who was a leader, not a guy who was carrying the team. And Tiki Barber had, like, three 200-yard games. He had 1,800 yards rushing. He just, he, so many big plays for the Giants. But Sean Alexander won because he set the touchdown record. Yeah. He had, like, 28 touchdowns. I don't know if he even still holds it. Does no. he still hold it? Somebody broke it does now. two years later. He broke Priest Holmes' record, like, within two years of it being set. And Lade- oh, Ladani Tomlinson in a year or two later, yeah. Um, so I, I remember being annoyed because their stats were basically the same other than the touchdowns. But, like, I watched the, the NFC West was terrible that year. The Seahawks went 13-3. and They went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It was 2005 season, 2006 Super Bowl. Um, and the NFC West was terrible. And there were so many four-touchdown games against Arizona or Tennessee who sucked that Oh, and he padded. Or, I there was so much of that. And I'm like, 
Why does that even count? <laughs> As a guy who really <laughs> wanted, wanted a Giants fan, yeah, who really wanted Tiki, Tiki Barber, Barber win, won. I'm like, come on, man. Like, the, the, the Giants fought and scratched and clawed for all this stuff. And meanwhile, Sean Alexander's running the ball, making one-yard dives into the end zone in blowouts, like two, three, four times hmm. of terrible teams. And I'm like, why does that give him any weight towards the MVP? You're you know? absolutely right, because what <laughs> crystallized that was the Week 17 game. It was against mm-hmm. Green Bay, I think, or well, I think like... I think it was Green Bay, It yeah, was against yeah. Green Bay, um, at Green Bay or something like that. Uh, Sal, nothing to play for. They, like, benched Hasselback after one series, because it's like, oh, we're, um, was it, <clears throat> we're 13-2 and two or something like that, so, or, I think they're like... Or like twelve and thirty, or yeah. some three, or something like that. Like, well, no, we're keeping Alexander in because he had needs two more touchdowns to break them. Like, I'm like yeah, everybody exactly. else, you called off the dogs except for him. Like, come on, guys, really, yeah, you're gonna yeah. do that? But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You guys chasing records. People know, coaches know that that matters to players. So you know, whatever, they'll leave them in. The thing with Brady is, is that yeah, he just that year kind of didn't, you know, because they 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 were like worried about this yeah. undefeated thing. They were worried about going undefeated. They were worrying about thinking about the wrong things and, yeah. you know, being excited about run, continuing to run up scores. And they were really worried about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see any problem. And the thing with Peyton, I mean, if, if, if you want to say he was running up, well, then, you know, why didn't he play the uh, second half of the, the last game? So, you know, it's... I no, it just like, sort there of, were previous games where it was Previous like, games, oh, yeah. But, you know, then again, you know, if we're... So let's say we're comparing it to the Sean Alexander thing. I mean... At least, you know, Peyton was playing in important games. Yeah. You know, in, you know, New England and Kansas City, and it was good teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, you know, it's it's hard to vote against him for MVP. No. Yeah. Um, because he really is, and as he is everywhere he goes and with every team, he is the MVP every year, mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, in a manner of speaking. He may not be the most deserving candidate every year, but mm-hmm. he's such the definition of an MVP if you just read about, like, what he does like, the way that he's a coach, the way that he talks to players, and the way he gets all the, like, you know, the crappy players even, like, all on the same page, and he works with them, and it it shows. And that's why whenever he goes to teams, crappy players have great fantasy seasons, you know? Mm. He's like the Jason Kidd of of the, the NFL. NFL yeah. You know, Jacob Tammy, eight touchdowns, you know? Yeah. Julian, Julius Thomas, right? The yeah. tight end. Mm-hmm. He's a nobody, and he was... He was the second best tight end in football this mm-hmm. year, or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, so that's that that's Peyton Manning's value. Mm-hmm. So it's not even just stats; it's like, you know, Peyton and, Manning and on a team that does, Manning, and on a team that doesn't have a great defense too. Yeah, and I always, I always, whenever people say, "Oh, well, he's a custom," let's say this anyway. team has a lot of talent and they score a lot. Well, I don't know. It's questionable whether they have a lot of talent or whether it's Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. You know. Either way. It's we, something he's accustomed to anyway. So We spent 20 minutes on one award. Yeah, that's why I was surprised you <laughs> said that. Um, yeah, yeah. We spent 20 minutes on the most obvious, least yeah, yeah. argument-worthy award. That's fine, though. It's been a while since we've talked football. We just had to kind of get through that. We're into um, it. We can do it. So, Offensive Player of the Year, if not... And let's keep this one quick. If if not Peyton, so let's say that the same guy can't win. I don't know if that's the case. Is that the case? Can the same guy win Offensive uh, and MVP? Has that happened? I think uh-huh. it might. But I'll give it to LaShawn McCoy. I'll give that to LaShawn McCoy. Okay, easy. good. We're all in agreement there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd probably yeah, say LaShawn McCoy, too. Um, great year for him. What's next? Was What's that next? quick enough? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was right. Offensive rookie of the year. Offensive rookie? rookie. All right. All right. I give up. Uh, I, 
you can make a case for both of them. I feel like it's a, like, you can, a lot of guys had great years, like Bernard and stuff, but I feel it's a two-player race. It's yeah. between Eddie Lacy of the Green Bay Packers and Keenan Allen of the San Diego Chargers. And they both had very, very similar stats. I mean, Keenan Allen, you know, 1050, eight touchdowns. Eddie Lacy was 1,111 touchdowns, you know, for a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'd say I'd say Keenan Allen. Uh, I think he was more crucial of a player. Right. He caught a lot of huge touchdowns for them. Uh, they need. They had a lot of close games. The Chargers did. Mm-hmm. Um, Not to go off topic. One thing, but no love for Philip Rivers. Huh? Had a bounce back year for MVP consideration for MVP. That just throwing it out there. Well, why don't we talk about bounce back? Why don't we talk about uh, comeback player of the year? Philip Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, Wait, who else is? That's I all mean, I can think of right now. We okay, didn't, I don't, we, didn't, we, didn't, we forgot this award. We didn't okay. mention it when we were okay. talking beforehand. Huh? Right. Uh, so let's get into that after the rookies. Right. Um, so I, I would probably say Keenan Allen. I mean, I just all I heard was him making big plays for them. You know, and he has the stats. Mm. You know, for a rookie, uh, particularly for a wide receiver. I mean, to a certain extent, sometimes it's easy for a running back, for a rookie running back. So like it would, just he just runs and plus it's like they he also had for the before Aaron Rodgers got hurt he had Aaron Rodgers so yeah the yeah. focus was more on the pass game than the running yeah, game. yeah that's true so and, and even, even when even when the the other quarterbacks were in you still guard against the pass, pass because yeah. you know that Packers are just loaded with you know good players the yeah. only case I could give <clears throat> Lacey was for years under the Rodgers era it seems like they had no running game and finally they found their running back and mm-hmm. he's basically you know. Mm-hmm. He's good. He is good. He is good, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I give it to Keenan Allen, too. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all in unison with that. All right, cool. Defensive? Rookie. Or player? Rookie. 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 Player or just rookie? Yeah. Okay, Since we right. went to offensive rookie. Kiko okay. Alonso. Kiko Alonso. I like him from Buffalo. That's an underrated defense, and he's he produced <laughs> for them. He's a tackling machine. I enjoyed him from Buffalo. He, he's an underrated player on an underrated defense. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably go with him too. Like uh, it, the interesting thing about Alonzo is that a lot of his candidacy was kind of earned, I guess, at the beginning of the year when he had tons of like interceptions, and that 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 well dried up a little bit for him. But I mean, yeah, you're right about Buffalo. That's a that's a I, Buffalo in general has I feel like a lot to look forward to. Mm. Uh, I like their coach. Mm. That they're the ones with Doug Marone. Yep, right? Doug yes, Marone. Yeah. Um, you know, they were in a lot of games. They, they're they not good, but... Yeah. They just... That's just I the team like that has to just come yeah, together. And yeah. once they do that, they can probably you know, um, make sense. So we want to go Kiko Alonso? Yeah. All right. Comeback player of the year. Now, before we just go all over Philip Rivers here, um, are there <laughs> any other mm-hmm. candidates I can't right see now? anybody. That's the only person I um, think of. <clears throat> do we want to go check it out? Mm. Is there any place we can... Okay. So, um, I can't... All I can think I mean, about is Philip Rivers. Cause it's, Phillip... Yeah, it's it's hard to. It's. It, I I feel like we're there's nobody we could be forgetting that would stand a chance of of beating Philip Rivers on this award. This is a guy who everyone's questioning. Maybe he's washed up this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like or after yeah. coming off of last year, which last like year. he turned off over the ball this time between was, fumbles and picks. Yeah. It was like, and he's just yeah he, he did it. Run. He had a comeback year. He brought he, his team into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, you know he was he was he was bad last year. He, I mean, just to give you an, for some reason, it, it was a combination of him having a bad year and kind of the, uh, the, the Chargers just kind of, 
no. you expected them to be bad. Like yeah. they, they weren't like a team that mattered in the AFC anymore. Like coming into this year, mm-hmm. and it was a combination of those two things that just and just to give you an idea of how far Philip Rivers fell uh, in my fantasy draft, mm-hmm. he was not drafted. Mm-hmm. This is a two quarterback league, so there were like you know seventeen, eighteen quarterbacks were chosen approximately because some people picked three, mm-hmm. and he was not drafted. I picked him up off waivers. And he was, you know, obviously, you know, the year he had. Um, he he was great all year. And they have, like, one of the worst defenses in football. So yeah, they yeah. needed him. You know, they needed him just slinging it. So all these guys, I mean, to, to rookies, you know, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, of course. So do you think this continues after this season? Uh, yes. Year? Yeah, I think he's back. Okay. I think we just chalk it up to a weird season. Just like I'm thinking we chalk up this Eli Manning season to just about a, to say that an again. aberration. I think he's back next year as long as mm-hmm. they draft an offensive lineman or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, we're, so we're all in, you know, unanimous Philip Rivers? Yes. I think, I think we got to go with Philip Rivers. I, mean, I knew you had to throw that little shot in. I have an interesting thing. But that's okay. Yeah. We'll let you have that. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm feel, it feels good to be a Giants fan because the season's <laughs> over. <laughs> Same for the Cowboys. Yeah. Coach, coach of the year, coach of the year. Let's say coach of the year because there's one player, <laughs> there's one player one that we missed, which was oh, defensive player defensive. of the year. Um, so, uh, defensive player of the year is interesting, and it's it's hard to follow. There are a lot of good candidates. Uh, JJ Watt, who's basically the best defensive player in the league, yep. obviously he he didn't have the season this, this year, year that he had last year in terms of just like sacks. Yeah, but I think he had like. He's still a good all-around player. He's great. Um, you got Alden Smith on San Francisco. Uh, although he didn't. No, I, actually, I don't think Alden. I don't think Alden Smith had a good year this year. No, because he was the whole DUI. DUI oh, he's right. been out that's for. Right. He had to get suspended. And then you have uh, a, a couple of Roberts. Uh, Robert okay. Quinn on St. Louis led the league in sacks, and mm-hmm. their defense was basically. The only thing they had this season, and they were really—I mean, they were seven nine. They were a competitive team, uh, and they were—I I think they actually for a couple of years straight now have led the league in sacks. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I know they did this year. Um, so Robert Quinn led the league in sacks this year, I believe, with eighteen. I think he had more than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, another candidate is Robert Mathis, the uh, lone remaining um, <laughs> defensive end in in Indianapolis. Yeah. Now he had what, what, what I like to I, see. I like to refer to this, and and this doesn't even really make sense. But in my own giant fan way, I, I like to refer to this as the OC year, where he had, I think he had eleven forced fumbles this year. In addition to, I'm not sure how many sacks he had, but he had like, he was top three He's or something like that. Something, yeah. um, so he had a big year, and then Luke Keekley who I think was Rookie of the Year last year, Defensive yeah. Rookie of the Year last year, uh, linebacker on Carolina. Carolina's got one of the best defenses. And he had a hundred and... What does it say here? 146 tackles this year. And 24 in, I think it was Week 16, um, yeah. against New Orleans. So, I, I guess... I guess the Let me see. Is there anyone else? Oh! Oh! All right. Hold on. I'm reading something here. Okay. Vontae's perfect. Linebacker, Cincinnati. Another great year. Vontae's perfect. Uh, he also had the best name in the NFL. Uh, moving on, Seattle. 
Earl Thomas yeah. basically Sherman had the best best safe safety year, and Richard Sherman basically the best cornerback year, and that's that's the best secondary in football. They're mm-hmm. all awesome. Maybe they both cancel out each other's candidacy, yeah. but I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> those are our players. What do you guys think? Who's who's your pick? And if you had to like rank one, two, three, or something like that. <clears throat> I might go with Quinn. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it it's tough to get that many sacks for as a everybody knows who you are and yeah. everybody's game planning for you and yet you're still capable. Of yeah, that's doing, true. I don't think yeah. they have tons of cuz like they don't have talent on their own. Yeah, they're their their yeah, defensive line isn't that great. Well, to, they still have Chris Long. Yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> guys like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd give So like, I mean, I would probably have him up there. Also, of course, J.J. Watt. Oh, I'd give it to J.J. Watt because I think that was a 3-4 defense, and it's hard to get sacks in that 3-4 defense. Yeah. Like, if you're an outside linebacker in a 3-4, you're golden, not like a defensive end, really. And he had, like, an all-around year from then. To me, that's even more did impressive he, did than he, his. Did he play defensive end, though? In I, I think he might have been a linebacker. Line. No, he played defensive end in college, though. He did, but yeah. I, I feel like he might have gone the route oh, that some switched. people go, like like the Terrell Suggs route. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, or Terrell Suggs, Terrell. where he like plays linebacker, even T though he sizzle. was a defensive end. Because the thing is, in a three-four, like you said, the outside linebacker is basically the defensive end. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and the the de facto defensive end is almost more like a like a tackle. tackle. Yeah. Either, either way, though, I mean JJ White, you know, like he's, we he's, said, he's the best player in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but like Burfitt, uh, it's amazing. That guy was supposed to be a first-round pick a couple of years ago, and due to his perfect, like, yeah, due yeah. due to his like anger issues and like. And I remember Arizona State, Huss, the little son's devil's advocate, he was supposed to be a first-round pick, but he would do a lot of stupid, like, personal fouls and yeah. all that stuff, and to the fact where he was kind of benched from the team, wow. and he was an undrafted free agent by Cincinnati. That's looking really well <laughs> so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, if, if I had to go with one, I would probably go with... I. You know, by, by the way, Vontae's perfect. Arizona State churning out these these great defensive players. Terrell yes. Suggs is also an Arizona it's State alum, and I, I think he might actually still have the sack record for college mm-hmm. in a season. And there's uh, another guy, twenty something. There's another guy who's coming out who's a defensive tackle from Arizona State. I can't find his name. Sorry about that, but like they're saying he's an underrated player that he's mm-hmm. having a year. They compared him with his uh, with. The Dominican Sue's like monster year in Nebraska, wow. it came out. It's like, look, it's similar. So just mm-hmm. like, but he's flying under the radar. So, like you said, they're churning out defensive players. I mean, they're drinking something down there in Tempe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I would go if I had to pick. I'd go with Robert Mathis. Uh, I actually looked at the stats. I, I don't know what I said earlier, but it was. Uh, the reason I call it the OC year was because the OC, like, last year, I remember, the last year he played with the Giants, he had 11 and a half sacks and then 11 forced fumbles. And I was like, I was like, man, that's awesome. That That's, like, super valuable right there. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I think, you know, when I think about it, I think it's weird that we care about sacks more than we care about forced fumbles. Because mm-hmm. forced fumbles are... Uh, just as much a measure, it's not luck. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's unlucky when you're a running back and you mm. fumble because yeah. it just depends on how you get tackled, you know. Yeah. And I, this is a thing that I, if I was going to go on a tirade about, I, I would say I hate when people automatically bench running backs because they fumble. Because sometimes you fumble and it's not your fault. Sometimes it was just that you got stood up or something like that. 
Yeah, but, there's a group of people holding you up, and then yeah, there's the guy yeah. who hits, uses his helmet to nudge the ball. Exactly. Yeah. You can't do anything against that. So. But when it comes to defensive ends, so I mean, the forced fumble, I think that's the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And if 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 you auto, if you told me you're going to automatically give defensive player of the year to the guy, to the lineman that led the league in forced fumbles mm. every year, I think you wouldn't be that far off. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that's why, you know, he had 17, he had like a half sack behind Quinn. And then he also had eight, I think, forced fumbles. And I just think that's that might be another reason for why Indianapolis outperformed what they should have done. Yeah. Because you get those forced fumbles, you know, I'm sure a few of those turned games. Yeah. Because um, that's just, that's a turnover, you know. Yeah. Or well, it's not a turnover necessarily, but that's a, it's, yeah, it's, they it's a possible the ball, turnover. It's a possible yeah. turnover, yeah. Yeah. It's basically a 50-50 shot to be a turnover. Yeah. Um, so that would be mine. So I think, did we have three different ones? Yeah. He had say? Quinn. Quinn, you said. Watt. Watt. J.J. Watt. And then, yeah, that's right. So I like that. I like that uh, uh, we got nowhere. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get to our favorite. Our opinions let's are spend, um, we're at 33. Let's spend, let's try to spend seven minutes here. Maybe, maybe seven to ten minutes. Coach of the year. And it seems like always, lately, there's lots of candidates. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, I think this season more than any other, I feel it's, it's not cut and dry. I'm preaching, um, Bruce Arians. All right, John, (laughs) preach Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, Cardinals coach. People want to say Belichick, give the votes. To me, they say it's a two-team race between Reed and Belichick, and Andy Reed this was a team everybody knew was going to go. I, I know, like, you and me talked about, like, they didn't know it was going to be this good, but I feel like, yeah, he was given the keys to a loaded team to begin with. Like, they had eight pro bowlers last year. Mm-hmm. Like, you knew this team was going to be on the way up. You knew this team was going to be, kind of like, a playoff team or at least a team with a winning record. Like, this mm-hmm. doesn't shock me at all. I mean, they they upgraded from Romeo Cornell, who's running that team to the ground, to them. So, Reed, so I can't, like... I can't give that base like he was given the keys to a low team with Belichick. And it's like everyone's like he's he did it look, he's lost all of his best players and stuff. Most of them were on the IR, like Gronkowski, Hernandez with the gun issue, like Mayo and everyone look at he's still winning it. Yeah, but like the NFC East isn't that I mean, AFC East isn't that good. So like and everyone <clears throat> had picked the Patriots for that. That's why with Arians, I feel what Arians did was better in that division. With like you have a what was it a twelve and four team or and no a, a, a thirteen and three team and a twelve and four team and they won games with Carson Palmer not having a great year yeah caller Carson Palmer had like I it might it might have changed but going into week sixteen he had like twenty two touchdowns and twenty one picks and the running game was in shambles like he. It, they kept trotting out Rashad Mendenhall as their starting running back when Andre Ellington was clearly the best running back. I don't know why they did that. And that defense was good. Like Honey Badger and Peterson, just in that division, when even the St. Louis Rams at 7-9 and nine were competitive as hell, you have to give it to them because they almost made it to the playoffs. But I think because they didn't make the playoffs is the reason why he probably won't get it. Even though that's like probably not the biggest thing, even though what you yeah. know, everything you said is definitely mm-hmm. on the money. It's all true. But who would you give it to? I'm good. I'm still going to stick with Andy Reid. Really? Uh, like because it's... even I, even though I know they had all the pro bowlers and stuff, but they you can't. They had the talent. Look what Bruce Arians had to work with. I, I understand that, but uh, two wins. 
That's all I can tell you. Two wins. <laughs> like, you can't... The thing that, the, that happened. I think, <laughs> I think the thing with the Chiefs is the two wins was a misleading two wins. It was two mm. wins that came from having Matt Castle and mm. Romeo Crennel. Mm. Uh, so really their talent level was probably something more... Like, what you probably could have expected, and I think I said this, I think I said this to John, um... Yes, they improved, but I think they improved more than they should have improved. That was earlier in the season. Uh, I can, my, I can say that. I think we're Andy all Reed. saying that they were going to improve, but I didn't think we were all saying that yeah. they improved like But that. the thing was, earlier in the season, it looked like they were like elite best team in the league, hmm. but they, they trailed off a little bit towards Injuries. the end of the season. More towards what I think they probably should have done. So all in all, I think I would say Andy Reid ended up doing a... Just a good job. You know, because I, I think where they ended up was a little bit closer to what we would have assumed. And the other thing is they performed poorly in every game against a good team this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. So they might be the uh, the old Bill Simmons good, bad team. I think they're 0-5 against, like, the playoff teams. Oh, the playoff contenders. Yeah. they So they lost to San Diego twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver twice. They lost to Denver twice, and they lost to the... Did they play the Colts? They lost to the Colts. I think the Colts worked them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that doesn't bode well. So that that, that was when Andy Reid, you know, the, the last month of the season, Andy Reid kind of lost it for me. I mean, mm. losing, I mean, they did the lose one loss two. against the Chargers doesn't matter yeah. if they played second. They did lose, like, both their, mm-hmm. uh, their two of their top pass rushes. Yeah. But they I still mean, they had yeah. the yeah, yeah, talent, though. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I think they were, I think they yeah, benefited Yeah, but if you lose, like, the guys that made your defense elite, yeah. it's not as elite they as They still is, have, so. like, Eric Berry, and they still have a great, like, defensive. Justin like, Houston. Justin Houston. They still have a great Justin Houston was, was he a, got, no, he was injured. He got injured. He, he was injured, injured for a few weeks. But they still have a great secondary, though, I know, but. That's they're, true. they're good. It's I I just think they they trailed off just enough in a very very competitive year for coach of the year that I I, I don't think I would give it to Andy Reid. Um, there is also okay, and I'm just going to mention these guys not that they're my picks, but Ron Rivera, good job this year. Um, mm. He finally kind of fixed everything that sucked about him, yeah. I guess, which yeah. was that he would never go for it and on mm. fourth down. Riverboat Ron. Riverboat Ron. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm. <laughs> he went for it every year. This every uh, every. Every every chance he got to be really ballsy as a head coach, he yeah. did, he he was ballsy this year, and you see the difference. Yeah. Um, but uh, who else before I get to my, my who is your pick? pick? My pick is Bill Belichick. Oh, um, it, and interesting. It's it's weird. I this kind of just dawned on me at the end of the season because I never would have considered him. You know, it's hard to consider Bill Belichick for this award these days because. Yeah. Uh, Often, what you want to give it to is a something that was a real surprise yeah. or something, and mm-hmm. Bill Belichick being a good coach—it's not, not really a surprise. And John, you're right. Like everybody picked the Pats to to win the East, and the East is not great. Although the East, I will say, it's a little is not bad. I'd say, I mean, I'd place them firmly in the middle. Yeah. Uh, they've been, I mean, a, they've, they had they've been a little better than the Jets been. and Miami were both scrappy teams, and even Buffalo and even scrappy. Buffalo scrappy. You're right, scrappy. <laughs> but we know that even they're... Miami, Miami, I could almost say was good this year, That's and not true. even just scrappy. The Jets were just scrappy, like mm. they were they were way better than they were at to be eight and eight. Mm. Miami was in some ways maybe worse yeah. than eight and eight than eight. worse than they should have been. You know, yeah. like lower played below their talent level. Like mm. they, maybe they're a nine win team. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing I like, 
and and I I, th- I I love Bruce Arians. I love yeah. that he's the perfect. He's the stereotypical coach of the year. Mm. Uh, he took a team. Yeah, they're not loaded with talent. They have talent. They have Arizona, talent, but they're not loaded. Mm. And in that division, that's crazy. Mm. Um, I think it's really hard to poo-poo these injuries that the Pats have had. I mean, it's across the entire team. The defense, they lost their best player at every level of the defense, including one of the top five defensive players in the league in Will Fork. But they also lost Mayo and um, someone in the secondary. I can't remember. Early on in the season, they lost their best secondary player. I can't remember. Was it Tlaib? Yes, Akeem Tlaib. Akeem Tlaib. So their best cornerback. So that's the defense. And then on offense... Not only did they lose receiver after receiver after receiver, and they were starting Aaron Dobson and Kenbrell Tompkins, who was a legitimate drafted rookie. Interestingly enough, Kenbrell Tompkins, just based on the fact that he was drafted in the NFL draft, was one of their most blue-chip players that Tom Brady even threw to this year because the other guys, I mean, they started guys towards the end of the season that... I thought his main guy was Edelman, though. But well, yeah, they had Edelman, yeah, yeah, but Edelman's yeah. a cast-off in many ways, too. Yeah. Edelman's a, a converted like, was, quarterback. Yeah, that was, but know? he threw to him a lot, though. And, that yeah, like Edelman, Edelman got the Welker year, basically. Yeah. He basically had a Welker year. Where everybody thought, oh, well, yeah. supposed to get the Welker year. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, exactly. And so, and, and you know, the guys, the guys that Tom Brady was throwing to in the last month or two of the season... Forget guys off other teams' practice squads. These guys were off the street. <laughs> they weren't even practice squad players. They literally were off the street. And then you look at okay, what was the? Why were the Pats? What did they go last year? Twelve and four. I think thirteen they, and three. 14, think, fourteen and two, maybe. No, I think they went thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. and three. They went thirteen and three, and a huge part of that was Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. You know the. the the Twin Towers. I don't know if anybody's ever called them that. They probably yeah. have. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> lost both of them. Gronk played about four games this year in total. And Hernandez, we all know the story with him. So that's a lot riding the bench or in street clothes or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now, add to that. And, and you could see what was happening there because you could see how kind of bad a year Tom Brady had. He still had his magic moments. Yeah. where he, he just pulled out games repeatedly, actually. The Saints game, uh, the... Like a couple was of a game? There was a game a few weeks after that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, well, they got a call against them in, they have a, the, against the Jets. The push mm-hmm. thing that they, they also had, had a bad call go... Not a bad call, but whatever. There was the questionable call against Carolina. Carolina, Carolina Monday night game. Rough yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I agree yeah, yeah, yeah. with the call the way it was, but still, I whatever. Play, so it was so. close. It was, yeah, it was close. Yeah. Um, and they... That and Cleveland so, Brown game, too. The yeah, Brown definitely. Game. Yeah. I forgot about the Cleveland yeah, game. Yeah, that was unbelievable. I couldn't believe that. So, Brady had his moments, but he also had the worst year he's ever had, like, yeah. statistically. Um, so, take all that. All that receiving talent. Oh, also, uh, running backs. Vereen running backs. was out, too. Vereen yeah. was out for, like, half the year, and Vereen is huge. Vereen's like the Kevin Falk. So... And then, add to this, they lost two starting def- offensive linemen. Solder. Coppin and Solder, I think, mm. and Dan Coppin. Um, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> if any team survived that spate of injuries, that, like, to me, directly points to the coach's fingerprint. Because they're the ones who have to, like, figure out how to play with these random people and kind of... I feel like that... I mean, I guess that's the best way to put it. 
for me, this season bears, for the Patriots, bears the fingerprint of the coach more than you can necessarily say about any other team. And I just think the extent of the injuries is just insane. And, all right, weakish AFC, but they got a bye. Like, yeah. Like, whoa. Mm. You know? So I think that's why, I, and I, I seriously hate myself, but, yeah, I would go Belichick. I would go Belichick, um, Arian. uh, Arian. I would have put Arian up there if he made the playoffs, but, again. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been something if they beat San Francisco. Yeah. They still wouldn't have made the playoffs. No, uh, they would, there was, like, a series of things that would have had a... New Orleans needed to lose as well. But the thing, but if they beat San Francisco, that would make it a lot harder for me, because that would be really... Really that would have been the icing on the cake. For that would have been insane. That would have been insane. So, all right. Three different things. So. John Arians, me, Belichick, and me you, Andy Reid. So, and, I, and I think those are your top three. Uh, I'm trying to think here. Oh, how about Chip Kelly? That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, I should have. Yeah, I was thinking I mean, about a rough year putting for them, him up in the year. You know, so they kind of they took their lumps early. I think he's up there, but I don't, I, I don't think he'll win it. Yeah, but he, I, he but won't win. The, but given the fact that he had, like, Michael Vick and he... I mean, he figured it out. He figured it that, out very That's well. another one of those fingerprint things. They also thought see. he wouldn't change his uh, particular style of what he was doing, and he did. So yeah, I compliment yeah. him on that. He well. got his team, and they're they're playing well, and they're not even really that talented. I mean, defensively, at least. You can throw out the same thing, too. Defense have been playing good, though, yeah. the last few years. Or you can say with Pagano, though, too, if you want to go like I was, that. I almost said Pagano, like, a bunch of times. Yeah. Pagano. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's a great... Yeah. That's a great... I think he's in know, the same year, boat as Chip Kelly. Um, yeah. Uh, so, all right. There's our awards. That was really fun. We hope you enjoyed the self-indulgence. Uh, <laughs> we've got some games coming up, and I, 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 it's Wild Card Weekend. You know, like I said, it's one of my favorite weekend of the year because, like, anything can happen between the teams. Because often the Wild Cards, often the two the two worst division winners and the Wild Cards are basically the same quality team. And I think that's, in, in many ways, what we're getting this year. And in some cases, the wild cards. There are some really strong wild cards this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some really, really strong divisions and some really, really weak divisions. And so you look at, like, the NFC West and the AFC West mm-hmm. uh, sending multiple teams, you know, in. And some wild cards that are really, like, top five teams in the entire NFL. You know, you got San Francisco. You've got, um, you know, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You know, teams like that. Anyway, um, what's our first game? Our first game today is Colts hosting Colts. the Chiefs. What do we think about this game? It's a tough one to call, to be honest with you. I think they're all tough. They're very tough. Um, yeah, there are very tough games, actually. I mean, this is going to be an exciting uh, The magic season. of luck. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think it's going to take that, that to win the game. <laughs> yeah. So. But, like, the defenses, uh, some of the defenses coming back for, I think Houston is actually back for uh, the Chiefs. I don't know about the other, uh, I forgot the other guy that was injured. I don't think he's playing because I heard his knee might be swelling. Um, so, I mean, they're going to get some of their, some of that, part more of the elite defense that you guys say that they have. And it could go well for them if, mm. you know. But then again, the Colts have been playing pretty well. I think they won their last, what, four or five games. And, yeah, um, yeah. Well, so, they figured it out because yeah. luck looked lost once Reggie Wayne was gone, and when they put Donald Brown in, they finally yeah. looked like they found their strides. So. Yeah, they tra- yeah, they changed the offense. They changed the uh, the yeah. plays to of the, the I mean, routes Don- that Donald, they run. Donald Brown is an outlet for him like crazy. Yeah, so um, like they changed that up, so it kind of works in their favor that they changed that up because so there's like different yeah. like 
things that the Chiefs have to look for. So it's going to be very interesting in this game. I think I I think I'm I'm favoring Indy on account of having uh, one of the better. They have one of the better home field advantages yes, in the NFL. Do. I mean, their fans are pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like them being at home. I like that they have the the sort of Andrew Luck trump card. You know, mm-hmm. in case they're in a rough spot at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, better quarterback. Uh, because as um, much as a fan I am of Alex Smith, it still worries me that, like, yeah. he's still the same Alex Smith. Like, if you're down they can't by, go like, down. 10, exactly. 10 yeah, points, exactly. you're like, uh... So, yeah. So, uh, in, in in general, like, in a vacuum, I'm giving it to the Colts. But here's the thing. I think if you're a Colts fan, you have to really worry about the big play potential of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to worry Jamal about... Charles, you got to worry about Jamal Charles breaking one or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could happen. And that's the type of thing where kind of a random element you know it could happen and then you get points for it and even though you're maybe not as good maybe maybe they maybe the Colts fall behind Mm -hmm. now again the Colts behind I like that better than the Chiefs behind but I mean it's not even just Jamal Charles though I mean the cluster their 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 kick returns and punt returns Mm -hmm. and stuff like I think that there's some real like danger for the Colts of big plays happening against them and Mm -hmm. maybe deciding the game yeah but that's, I think, the yeah. only chance I think the Chiefs have, have because yeah. I don't think they're as good. Because like, I think either way you would still favor them whether the Colts were up or down because yeah. they're still a chance. Yes, and because they, they have, have luck. Andrew, because yeah. they have yeah. luck. And at some time, so. though, when does that luck like run out? No pun intended. Because it, the, for me, the Colts seem to be the team that whenever I like watch like the NFL ticker or the red zone, they're always be down 14 or 17 points, and they yeah. always come back. It's like, when is that, when right. is that finally right. going to run out? Like maybe <laughs> a little bit, this, of a cardiac, yeah. little bit of a cardiac kids thing going yeah. on. It's such a weird, besides the St. Louis Rams, that's like the other weird team for yeah. me yeah. of this year. Because like, that seems like to be the uh, Andrew Luxemo. He kind of takes a while to get started, and then when he's on, he's on, and then that's what. Yeah, like I said, though, that's my like thing why I might give it to Kansas City, because if yeah. they're up big, maybe Luck might not have it in them to pull a game out of it. Maybe there's not enough time. Quote, quote, unquote. So, so speaking of speaking of cardiac kids, uh, let's rather than why don't we stick AFC and and we'll we'll, we'll do NFC because speaking of cardiac kids, the Chargers out of nowhere, how are they even in the playoffs? Uh, they're going into Cincinnati tomorrow. Uh, a lot of uh, controversy there too. With what? I think there was a controversy against them. Oh, with the you know, with the with the call the ste- with the kick the, and with stuff the, with the Steelers like, or something. Yeah, no, well, with no, the, no, no, um, no. That was another. I'm sorry. Uh, with uh, suck up or whatever. Suck up, or, su- yeah, suck yes, up field suck up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I didn't see that. I actually don't know. Do you know about that, John? No, it, I don't. All I know was the ridiculous YouTube thing following the uh, Steelers, like when they were up by ten points, Kansas uh, Kansas City. There's, there's a Steeler fan like, yeah, playoffs, yeah, like just basically like blowing his wad early on the. Basically, and, there was a play where um, I guess there was supposed to be a call that should have made the uh, Kansas City Chiefs get another field goal attempt mm-hmm. that the referees um, missed. They missed a couple of plays. And so I think uh, what was the Steelers, the Steelers coach? Um, was it Mike Tomlin? Tomlin made a little stink about it. He said that the referees have been messing up all year and this kind of thing. And yeah, it's been really a really putrid year. Though, yeah, it's been a, yeah, it's been a preacher year for mm-hmm. those kind of guys. And he's saying that this has to be a problem. He has to that has to be fixed because you know he's part of the committee and all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> so they're saying that because of these instances is the reason why the Steelers aren't in the playoffs and stuff. Like that. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. That that's well, basically the gist of it. Back to this, this um, this was the easiest game for me. Yeah, yeah, San Diego. 
I look at the really? quarterbacks. I do not trust Dalton. Sorry. Right. Fair enough. And the coach. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't even think Marvin Lewis that. I don't trust Marvin Lewis either. That's, I, well, yeah, but do you coach, do you, do you trust Mike McCoy? Mike, yeah, more so than, really? Yeah, more mm-hmm. so than, like, it's quarterbacks. I look at Rivers and I look at Dalton. Well, like, for sure, yeah. To me, I'm sorry. Like, Dalton's good, but I just don't see him as that caliber, caliber quarterback. Like, yeah. to when, me, when I see Dalton, I don't see. This is the guy that's going to lead us to a Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> I say uh, he's not good enough to get to the Super Bowl, but I think he's good enough to beat this team because they have. It's just that they're they're just all around. They're just a better team. They're, they're, they should their defense is better. Their offense should be better. But I again, you can't really trust him to that extent. But he's good enough to beat them. Yeah, but you have to worry about it though too. It doesn't matter how good their defense is. Like if Philip Rivers has his Philip Rivers, I'm going to play out of my friggin' mind game. Then like you know, I mean, but I still favor the Bengals. Uh, this this is a definitely a very interest. I, I think the most interesting game mm-hmm. uh, out of the four on account of there are so many strengths clashing against each other and so many like factors. Um, on the one hand, when you talk about the Bengals and you talk about Andy Dalton, for sure, he's a little bit of a wild card, a little bit of a thing that, you know, could go one way or... Because remember that one month stretch another way. where he, like, played out of his mind, so he's like, oh, Andy Dalton finally figured it out, and then yeah. there's a stretch of a couple of games which he was terrible, and he's like, never mind. Hmm. If my mind serves me correct, though, too, he threw a ton of picks this year, though, too. He threw... 2019, he, he went 33 and 20 this year. Oh, okay, so 20 um, pairs. So, so but now here's here's the thing. San Diego's strengths is having an elite offense. Actually, what's Philip Rivers? Um, uh, what has he done actually this year? I was wondering. Oh, I don't know. He, I don't know. He, his he had a, I don't know his numbers. But he, he had a great year. He had a great year. Yeah. Um, they have they have one of the best passing offenses in football, mm. and they're riding a wave right now. Mm. Uh, they have kind of, uh, you want to say, the nobody-believes-in-us team. And what's-his-face is um, finally playing up to his draft stock, too, that running back, too, has actually had a good year. Yeah, um, you're right. Um, I forgot his name. Generic name Fresno guy. State. Yeah, yeah generic Fresno. name guy. What's his name? It's Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Matthews actually had um, a really bounce back. Yeah. Man, I hate people who have two first names. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've got that. On the other hand, and, and yes, I guess another point in in um, San Diego's favor would be the Andy Dalton thing. You don't know what you're going to get, and he could conceivably throw like lose the game for them. Definitely. Um, but here's what Cincinnati has. Cincinnati's the best home team in the NFL this year. This is true, too. Well, no, they weren't like better than... I don't think they were better than Seattle. They're undefeated, though. They were undefeated. So. Seattle wasn't. They play much, much better at home. They have the best defense in the AFC out of all the teams, I would say. Uh, so the, you have a great offense against a great defense. So that's that's interesting, but whatever. Yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Since he's got the since he's got the defense. Mm-hmm. The other thing is just to give a, a little bit of uh, to maybe solidify what we're looking at with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's wildly different at home compared to on the road. Yeah. So I've what pulled up his game, his game like Remember how, you know how, like, you get the sense, like, throughout the season that there were a lot of games where Andy Dalton threw for, like, four or five touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. And then there were a lot of games where he sucked, right? Mm. Um, so I pulled up the game log here. Uh, let's start, I'm going to start going back. Um, one game I remember was that Cleveland Brown game where he was terrible, like, late in the season. I've... On the road, 
Uh, let's start. Let's start with week. I don't think I watched that game. Let's start. Let's start. Let's just start with week eight, right? Like halfway through the season, right? Sure. So going forward with home games against the Jets, five touchdowns, one interception. Against Cleveland, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Against Indianapolis, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Minnesota, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Baltimore, last game of the season, two, and but he had four picks in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty sick, right? That's insane, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Now you look on the road, uh, starting with week eight. So week nine was Miami, uh, zero, three, three interceptions. At Baltimore, two touchdowns, three picks. At San Diego, one and one. At Pittsburgh, two and zero. Oh. So he's he's a lot of his bad games are on the road. Yeah. And a lot of his good games are at home. I mean, to, to the point where you could actually say, if you're limiting it to at home, he's actually been decently consistent as a sick quarterback. Yeah. Um, so my prediction is that, particularly against, because they're going against San Diego's god-awful defense, is that Andy Dalton will be a sick quarterback yeah. uh, in this game. So I think for that reason, because the Chargers yeah, aren't really well known for like getting turnovers, they just have a bad. Yeah, they just have they just have a bad general in general. Yeah. So I think, and I think that's a big reason why Cincinnati's good at home. Why they were eight zero at home this year? Because friggin' Andy Dalton mm. yeah. was slinging the ball like a maniac every game. If it wasn't just Rivers, yeah, then I probably would lean towards that because like if he had something. Like if the defense gave him something, yeah, exactly. Then I, I would be like, okay, they talk about they, Eric Weddle, guys. I would give. I, him, I, I would think give high him. scoring game. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I think I think Cincy. I, don't know, I just um, like I, I said, think Cincy should. But I, I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah, with San Diego, like just being dangerous. You no, because like I said, when when in doubt with me, look at the head coach quarterback matchup, and I look at like. Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton that I look at. Yeah. Like, even McCoy's a rookie head coach, but I'm like, eh, I kind of like San Diego's chances better. I completely agree with you. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like looking at the sideline yeah. and seeing Marvin Williams. Just, Marvin Lewis with that stupid just, look on just, his face. Just like, oh, thinking yeah. about a play. I'm like, just let your offensive coordinator do yeah, it, please. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Just just stay away. All right. You're going to blow it. Tomorrow night, or tomorrow during the day. I'm not really yeah. sure the order, but it's... Uh, San Francisco at Green Bay. Okay. Now, this is interesting. It's an afternoon game. It's Green Bay, so that's the 4 o'clock. So that's the second game then, right? Because it's 1 mm-hmm. and 4. Mm-hmm. So that's the second game. Mm-hmm. So all the NFC teams got the late game. This is an, yeah, this is yeah. an interesting... This is a really interesting game because... Okay, there's one team that's clearly better, which yeah. is San Francisco. They're okay. one of the best teams in the league, whereas Green Bay barely made it in. Just in large part because of lacking Rodgers, but even with Rodgers, they, they weren't, they weren't like doing that. Great yeah, they were good. Was, they were good, but they weren't great yeah. even when he was there. So so they take that matchup, and then they basically, it, it's it's kind of beautifully handicapped by the fact that San Francisco's on the road, mm-hmm. by the fact that it's in, it's you know, it's at Lambeau, and it's going to be in sub-zero conditions. I think they should change that rule, by the way. Too. You think San Francisco should host that game, in yeah. other words? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and I could. That's probably for a different podcast, but yeah. I, I, I could see them. Just yes, still guaranteeing a playoff spot for the division winner, but, but not, not letting them be the top seed top, or yeah. whatever. Um. So yeah, they basically take it and they handicap it where they bring the two teams a little bit more close to each other. So I think that makes it kind of an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think about this one? Well, if everyone remembers, Week One, Kaepernick had his best game ever against Green Bay when he <laughs> lit him up. Like he apparently loves playing Green Bay. Yeah. My thing with Chamberneck is I he's from Wisconsin. So. <laughs> would, would, would you bring that? Uh, 
good. I know, right? That was good, Nick. You're welcome. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> My thing with it, like, you told me to mention it. Like, I feel he's the poor man's um, Russell Wilson, where he had a he had a really good year against, like, or he had good games against, like, mediocre to not good defenses, but when it came to good defenses, he looked struggle, like, he was yeah. struggling, was, like, lost in certain coverages, and like you said, he played against Green Bay, I mean... Which I feel, does not have a good defense. Yeah. yeah, and I give it to San Fran, the fact that everyone's like, oh, warm weather, West Coast team going yeah. to freezing temperatures. I feel this team, with the way that they run the ball and the hard defense, right. they play for cold weather. This is like a cold weather team they in are. the sky, messed around as a... I also want to add to that again. Like I said, he's from... He's actually from there, so I don't think it's going to be anything that he hasn't like seen before or anything yeah, like true. that. So I wouldn't, that shouldn't be too much of a factor for him, I think. But also... Um, Anything with Rodgers? I think scary I, potential that Rodgers has. Well, obviously, uh, yeah, I it's mean, Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's but Aaron but Rogers. to stay on Kaepernick for just a quick second, um, I would I would say that they they haven't been using a, like a lot of their full package when it comes to him. I think they've been like it seems like they've been holding back a little bit with him when it comes to like the play calling yeah. and things that he's actually capable of doing. So because that might also because Harbaugh yeah. wants to simplify the offensism because he doesn't want to run read option plays because yeah. he kind of because I. He kind of senses like how I sense like the read option is going to go out the way the Wildcats soon, where people well, aren't going you know, to like. It's interesting. Remember how in the off season, and I think we talked about this in the podcast. Remember how in the off season, everything was read option, this read option, that. You know, there was RG three, and there was Russell Wilson, and yeah. there was Colin okay. Kaepernick, and everyone. Um, and the Packers had just gotten, you know, just gotten just blazed by the by the read option in mm. that in that playoff game last year, mm. and the whole off season they were like. We want revenge, blah blah blah. Geared their entire like preparation for this game on read option, and then Jim Harbaugh no, no read option, <laughs> no read option at all in that game. And the same thing might happen here because it really worked for them in the uh, yeah. and plus I classic think, drop back. I think a little bit of what the Ravens uh, yeah. produced actually yeah. further. Yeah, I canceled that out because um, of it's funny because everything was against the Ravens. Remember when everyone was on the Wildcat and then like that playoff game against like or that regular season game against the Ravens where the Ravens like now nah, we're stopping this. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. Like every <laughs> this isn't going to be yeah, a thing. Right. <laughs> any any new type of gimmick offense just throw it up against the Ravens. Yeah, see, see, I, I know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let's see if it's <laughs> these guys. Oh, never mind. Forget it. Yeah, but yeah, because he wanted. Kaepernick to go to more of a pro style offense and it yeah. showed though too like because sometimes he was lost and even like mm. that's been like the big criticism of Kaepernick when mm. he faced a good defense though mm. like some coverages like you could tell like read option like, with going from a pro style read option like he had trouble reading, reading the de- 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 defensive coverages and he yeah. kind of looked lost and stuff like yeah. that Seattle game and then there was another game in which against another good defense he didn't like um it's one game against Arizona, I think, where it's like he looked lost. So, yeah, I think that's just something he has to pick up and get used to. Because, like, again, he before when he got to the yeah. Super Bowl, he got thrown in after Alex Smith got injured, and then they haven't really. I mean, this was the first year that they switched him to the pro style. I just think as more repetition comes in, he'll get better at it. Yep. But for now, it's just rough for him. I am taking, but I also pick San Francisco. I am so. taking Jim Harbaugh <laughs> to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> basically yeah and it, it's an easy Great yeah it's an easy yeah. thing to do yeah yeah um he's the best you know mike mccarthy yeah i could go i go back and forth on mike mccarthy but you know jim harbaugh i don't go back and forth on i don't him. blame you like to me mark mccarthy's like the coach where it's like sometimes wow he's really good and other times like man he's 
not they're not a good coach. I don't know. He's yeah, like shaky. Yeah. Somebody said he's like Andy Reid 2.0, basically. He is, and he's an Andy like, Reid disciple, disciple, isn't he? Yeah, I, think I think so. He's yeah. A, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, all right, last game. This is tonight, 8.30. New Orleans Saints sadly traveling in the playoffs. Oh, Who would have seen that a few weeks ago? Yeah. Traveling in the it's playoffs. It's their own fault. Traveling to Philly. Who would have seen that two months ago? <laughs> ago. Um, this is a cool game. I really like this game. Um, I do too. What do you guys think? I think I'm really looking forward Dome to Dome team out in the cold weather. I think Philly's yeah. going to kill them. That's just me. Like I even forget their record that they've never won a away playoff game. Even like yeah. it's just I just think this favors the Eagles and they're hot at the right time. So uh, I kind of put it in favor of them. Yeah, the, the the Saints do not seem to be able to do what they do. Uh, when yeah, they I heard some of the stories the that they were putting out that what they're doing little different things so they can maybe <laughs> you, know, you know the thing the thing is though they're in, in past years they've had something of a something of a scary run game yeah like yeah. sometimes like yeah. a, like a three headed monster you yeah. know Pierre Thomas and Ingram and he's uh, not playing by the missing Darren Sproles yeah Pierre Thomas um, is going to be out right the game. right so yeah this year it's kind of just all passing I, you know it's going to be cold yeah. in Philly. It's gonna be windy, <coughs> and I, I just, I, I don't know. I, you, I don't see it. You would like to is, think that Drew Brees could like figure that yeah. out and get through that. And plus, yeah. I think that they're also, you know, planning for the tight end, um, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. So like, it's gonna be like a tough like all around. But here's the underrated thing. You know how I like to like bash on Dalton, and everybody loves to flay Drew Brees and how good of a quarterback he is. It's the same thing as Dalton. If you look at his road numbers, they're not particularly that well either. For yeah, someone who's they're three and five, be. I think. Uh, yeah, but his stats though guy. too. Like I think it's not not like it's like the, a like the couple of years too. Like he tends to throw more picks than touchdowns, yeah. and he has like a sixty percent complete. Like it's he's like one of those guys. Like, he's one of those guys who day. yeah. Literally he's one of those guys day. who due to number one a Super Bowl win and due to number two just records and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. People don't look at what he does anymore. Yeah, you know, people don't like. We know what Drew Brees is. He's yeah. an elite quarterback. He's a Hall of Famer. First ballot. Yeah. He's one yeah. of the best quarterbacks ever. Yeah. He's a guy you'd yeah. want. He's a great clubhouse guy. Like We like know Drew Brees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't pay attention to what he does year to year. But if you actually did, yeah. like yeah, like you said, John, you'd see that, like, wow, he's not really that Especially good. Especially like you know? last year when it annoyed me. Everyone's like, oh, man, they didn't have their coach and then that, all that stuff. Like, oh, it's not Drew Brees' fault. Dude tossed five picks against the Giants. Why are we criticizing that? Or, like, the dude was yeah. tossing picks like it was going out of style last year. Like, yeah. oh, I remember that game. Yeah. <laughs> Eli threw for 400 yards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he's, I mean, it, and this is not, it, it's, it's really hard to, like, criticize him. I'm not criticizing yeah. him. I'm not. It's just, it's weird how yeah. we don't care, but it's. Yeah, but if you look maybe, at the numbers, if you like, look wow, at it, like, yeah, it's a little. Um, the thing is, it's, it, it's funny, like. At one point, I might have said, well, it's a good thing at least they get to play the NFC East winner since the yeah. NFC East was so crappy this year. But I don't even know. I think for the whole year, the assumption has been there's some team that's going to make the playoffs out of the NFC East and they're just going to get whooped. But I really think the Eagles have a chance to do, actually do something in, mm. this, in these playoffs. I, I think in large... I mean, they ended up going 10-6, and six, which is decent. And I think if they had been able to have everything figured out. I mean, think about it. New coach, new yeah. system starting the year. If they had, if you somehow were able to like 
start start the season on week eight and play yeah. sixteen games, you might have seen a twelve win team. You might have seen a team that actually people thought, oh, that's a Super Bowl contender because that's really how they played. Well, let's over think the end that of the year, they this year. actually played. Nick Foles with the starters yeah, alongside exactly. Michael yeah. Vick instead of just saying here Michael Vick because that would yeah. have been a big downfall with that yeah. throughout the season. So that the, was a good uh, move by them. So I think the slow start is masking how good they might be. Yeah, and you, you have know? to give them credit though too because Nick Foles is not a quarterback for that offense. He's more of a pocket passer and traditional like he's more of a traditional yeah. drop back pocket passer and like. Mm-hmm. For Chip Kelly to tinker his offense and move it around Nick Foles' strengths, like that's even more. I was impressed with the uh, Chip Kelly. I was like, oh, yeah. bringing a gimmicky offense. But like when you go from Michael Vick, who the perfect quarterback for what you're trying to do in your Oregon type offense, to Nick Foles, who is more of a pro style, style and you tinker it for it. It's like yeah. it was awesome with it's great results. And and, and, and yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> the thing. He's, that's the thing. I mean, how many how many college guys come here have come to the NFL? I mean, it's become almost a cliche of the college coach coming to the NFL and thinking he's going to be good and then mm. whoops. Yeah. It doesn't work the same way, buddy. Sorry. Head back, yeah. you know. But he really they were calling him arrogant and stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, that's just him believing in himself. That's yeah. he has to. What else? He, he's going to come in and say, "Oh, you don't come into the NFL." It's like, "Oh, I'm not going to do well." I mean, you, is, <laughs> yeah, that, is, yeah. that, is that is that is that is that the mentality you're supposed to have? Yeah. No, I'm just of course not. An NFL paycheck for two years before they fire. Exactly. That's ridiculous. You know, he's he did a good job. I, it, it's too bad we didn't have more to say about him in, in Coach of the Year. Um, but there's just so, yeah. so many candidates. But I mean, he, I he think he legitimately could still be up there, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Eagles are dangerous, mm, and I, I, I see them as I see them as like the lowest seed that I think could get really far. Yeah, and like um, you said, they went ten and six, huh? <clears throat> think about like a couple of like two months ago, it's like, <clears throat> oh man, the winner of this might be eight and eight or worse, seven and nine. Like ten wins, that's actually really good for. Can yeah, you imagine if they were, started? There were a Nick couple F- divisions with worse divisions. Take that so. NFC North. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Could you imagine if they actually started out with Nick Foles instead of like Michael Vick, or made the decision quicker? I think it would have been a lot yeah. a faster transition to their rough start that they yeah. were having. Because Michael Vick did start what uh, was it three or four games? Yes. Yeah, I think it was like yeah, like and then he got, got injured. Then he got and injured. Then, yeah. Then, so Nick Foles started one game. Like let's say it was the fifth game. It was like the then Michael game, right? Vick came back. back yeah. Got was... injured. Matt Barkley went in because Foles had gotten a concussion. concussion. Then the next game Foles was in. That was the Cowboys season. game. Actually. So Foles yeah. played nine or ten games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it could be a completely yeah. different story for Matt Snowpipe. So yeah, it's so funny how like Vick didn't work out. But Foles did, yeah. In the Chip Kelly offense, like really? Well, <laughs> my, a lot of people said that it was uh, this is made for running. To me, I had a different opinion about it. I thought it was more about being an accurate passer because yeah. you have to make the right and quick decisions. Mm-hmm. So that's what like people was like, oh, you got to be able to run. I yeah. was like, no, you got to be able to get the ball. Yeah, it's quick. Well, see, the thing is, that's yeah, why, it's about my... yeah, and I, I think maybe there's a lot, and I I can't proclaim myself to be a guy who knows everything about you know Oregon or, or Chip Kelly, the Chip Kelly system, whatever that was, but I think. I think the idea was, yeah, it's a running offense, but that doesn't mean the quarterback's got to run. No, it just means it's got a strong focus on running game. Well, it, you yes. know, because like when you, because t- like the only reason why I know is because he got me, to, uh, Johnny got me starting to watch college football, and uh-huh. those was like one of the few teams that I was watching. Because if you look at it, it's Oregon teams. He, it was a running thing, you know. Yeah. Same thing. Like there's different types of read option or spread offenses out there. Like they're like look at the um. 
look at Texas Tech. Like they have like a spread air raid Very offense, honest. which is like they're gonna wing it eighty times, like eighty percent of their plays, and then you're gonna have like look at um. Ohio State with uh, Urban Meyer's type. It's like Braxton Miller only passed like 1,700 yards this yeah. year, but like it's a primarily running off, like, you know. Yeah. It's it's with personnel, like what you see, and like I said, with Chip Kelly mm-hmm. with New Hampshire, then Oregon, then now, so. But they still are running, and obviously, oh, yeah. Shady, McC- Shady McCoy's mm-hmm. been doing what he's been doing, so it's still, it's been working in their favor. So, so we're all thinking New Orleans is sunk. Yeah, the only right. way I can see is if, like, Drew Brees, and especially, like, forget, like, we could also talk about Coach of the Year. I can't believe, you know, Sean Payton with, like, how much of a disaster they were last year, too, you know. Yeah, yeah and, and that's that one of those, year. I'm surprised we didn't think of it when we were talking about where you remove a guy and yeah. then you see, you know. Yeah. And that's one of those things where it's just like, all right, it's not even necessarily that he did an amazing job this year. It's just that, or, like, when Payton went down with the Colts, Colts. Yeah. and they won two games, it's yeah. like, the most obvious um, depiction of his value. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, so. Um, Philly. Since yeah. we just. So Philly, right? So Philly. Yeah. All right. We've got a couple minutes. Uh, since we just actually were talking a little bit of college, we've got most of the bowl seasons behind us, but we've got the national championship coming up here. We can do a final quick hit. What do you guys think about the game coming up? Florida State, Auburn. Mm. Yeah, say, <laughs> that's the I, thought. Well, I'd say Florida. <laughs> I'd say Florida State. Why not? I mean, they have an amazing quarterback in Jameis Winston. Jimbo Fisher came into his own as a good coach, and yeah. this is a guy that, like, most FSU fans, like, a couple of years ago, was like, eh, like, we don't know. Like, when you follow a legend and Bobby Bowden, and they're, you know, they they had their own people who they wanted, but he turned out to be a great coach. I mean, they're in a position to win a national championship. Good for them, especially with. But that doesn't take anything away from Gus Malzahn. I mean, he did an amazing job. With that program was out of. They didn't even win an SEC game last year, and like in their conference, and now they're competing for a national championship. It's just absurd. Mm-hmm. Granted, they had some luck along the way, the Iron yeah. Bowl, mm-hmm. and then the game against Georgia with that hail mary pass too the, the week before. But good for them. I mean, this yeah. is the, this is the last of uh, the BCS, so. Will this be the last hurrah of the SEC? Seeing if they actually go for it straight. I think. I think that Auburn is going to piss everybody off and win again. You think so? They're going to have another SEC. Yeah. This is just because, not because they even look better necessarily than Florida State. But I this just is like the like, weakest. I believe this is the weakest uh, SEC team to represent. I know it seems that way. It seems yeah. that the SEC is on a downturn, but I I feel like just because that's what the SEC does. They're going to reassert their dominance yeah. over the rest of the uh, country. <laughs> <laughs> Just because they're a-holes. Yeah. Florida State, I would, I'm, I'm on the fence about it, really, because... I do believe somewhat of what she said, but I think Florida State just has an all-around better team. Mm-hmm. They have better defense, they have a better quarterback and throwing lines and stuff like that. So, I mean... It's the it's the team is the, basically the reason why yeah. I'm picking them right now, so... All right. For all the people who say, though, that wasn't this going to be their seventh straight national championship or, like, they're going to win seven in a row or eight in a row? The SEC? Yeah. Yeah. I think or something like that. I'm like, hey, guys, they're seven and one, all right? Don't forget about LSU losing. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Good point. All right, guys. uh, That's going to wrap it up for us this week. We'll come back next week, hopefully, and talk about, um, talk about, well, 
a kind of a full recap of the uh, bowl season, including the championship game. Uh, obviously, there will be some NFL news in a week. We'll have the divisional games, some of the better teams popping into the tournament, and then maybe, you know maybe we'll touch uh, we'll touch NBA. We haven't talked NBA in a while. College so basketball. and college basketball, Has been yeah, on we're on. really we're really ramping up there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, this is Mike, John, Nick, and we'll and ca- we will see you guys later on. Catch you next time on Sportscast Prime.